Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. This is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. Chris, I'm going to throw him for a loop right out of the gate today. Where can they find you on Twitter? <laughs> they can find me at Objective underscore Geek. Yeah. Yeah, that's at, it. I was waiting at on an at. Objective no, at, underscore at, Geek. I was waiting um, on an at, at AOL.com yeah. or something. I always forget that's how Twitter works. Yeah. I feel bad because you have this Twitter account that you use. It's not like me where I don't use my. You use it, and then I never talk about it ever. No, uh, objective underscore geek. And then on YouTube, uh, if you found this video, you probably know where know where he is at. But it is obviously the objective geek on YouTube. So I remembered this week. Had to get it out of the way right of the way. But right away, before I forget, welcome to episode thirteen of Book One Water. This is a great one. Spoiler alert! It's a great episode. It is called the Blue Spirit. Very exciting. I can, I think I can still remember the first time I saw this episode. To be honest, um, not much else surrounding it. I just have a pretty vivid memory of seeing it for the first time and some of those feelings I felt. So very excited about talking about this one. I really don't. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, I see how it can be kind of washed over uh, by other episodes but i really like a lot of stuff about it i'm spoiling i'm spoiling my scores and stuff here but overall it it's well i hated it we... <laughs> <laughs> fine keep keep your secrets uh all right then keep your secrets i can't believe that meme's getting big all of a sudden lord of the rings coming back anyways book one episode 13 the blue spirit good episode but before we get into that of course we have to talk about some other stuff uh, hey, this is out of order. <laughs> it starts with number two. That's okay. We can start with number two. Chris's latest videos. Chris, what movies have you seen and reviewed recently? Um, I don't think I've seen anything since. Um, I have a Castlevania season two review up, and then recently the Bohemian Rhapsody up. And then by the time this video comes out, maybe I'll have a review up of um, Instant Family, starring Mark Wahlberg. So. I think I will get Check, this video up out for on Monday. So you got a whole weekend's worth of videos to, uh, to throw I'll, I'll throw probably stuff have out. it up. Yeah, throw it down. All right, so <laughs> go watch those videos. And then, number one, I wanted to talk about this first. Apparently, PowerPoint wanted me to talk about this <laughs> first. Uh, I saw The Crimes of Grindelwald yesterday. That's only important because I saw a movie before you saw it. And I don't go to the movie theaters, but my <laughs> wife and I are big Harry Potter fans. So Crimes of Grindelwald. It was okay. Um... Good movie. good movie, maybe not a great impact in the grand scheme of things, but that does not mean it was not good and enjoyable on its own. I do think when we see the whole series, we're going to come back to this one and be like, that wasn't very important, but still a good movie. Uh, and hopefully you'll go see it and then you can put out a video because I'm, I'm not going to make a video. Let's be honest. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, I, I think we would be, I think it's almost mandatory we have to mention that Stan Lee passed away this week, unfortunately. Uh, thoughts with his family as are many thoughts of many nerds all around the world i will say that if there's one good thing to come of this i've seen a strong push for deadpool to start taking his place by making the cameos in all the movies i would get on board with that no <clears throat> yeah i saw that meme today but uh and they they probably won't do it meme this is a this is a huge push on every social media platform available it's people putting their favorite deadpool costumes my favorite is the bob ross deadpool i would love to look for like a where's waldo bob ross deadpool in every single marvel movie i think that'd be amazing <laughs> i don't think it'll happen either it's just uh you know the thing is i'm not 
I'm not a huge fan of uh of those cameos. Like they they some they're they're good cameos. None you know without question. It's just that they kind of take you out of the movie. Like you know, like sometimes movies just really enthrall you in them. Um, but then when that happens, it takes you out of the movie and makes you think, oh, this is a movie. This isn't. I'm not living in this right now. But uh, regardless, Stan Lee's impact on culture in general is is uh, without doubt one, one of the biggest impacts. I mean, I'm wearing a Black Panther shirt right now. Um, even though I don't love the Marvel Cinematic Universe like other people do, I love a lot of the movies, but I do absolutely love X-Men and I love Spider-Man. Those are two characters that really talk, really speak to me. I mean, X-Men is just an allegory for racism and sexism and homophobia. Um, Spider-Man is a kid who's just trying to make it. And the thing Stan Lee did so well was humanize these characters. Um, and that is still felt all throughout. You know, ever since he did that, Marvel, that's been their imprint, is that characters first and to humanize them. Um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and, and things I'm not... You know, I don't think this took anyone off guard. He was 95. Lived a little long, great, uh, very successful life. So I'm just glad to his legacy continue to live on. And I know Will in not only in movies and in comic books and TV, but also in the hearts of geeky nerds everywhere. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm not a I'm not particularly huge into comic books or Marvel. Uh, Marvel, to be honest, a little bit more DC heavy. I do love the X-Men movies. Love Spider-Man Homecoming, so I'm with you on that. No, I'll Spider- say, Spider-Man. I, I know. I'm glad you're being honest, because I know you don't love Spider-Man. I mostly, <laughs> I mostly hate Spider-Man, except I got to play a little bit of that PS4 game, like five minutes. It was amazing. I almost bought a PS4, and I remembered I can't buy a PS4. Uh, it was amazing, and then I love Spider-Man 2 on PS2. So he makes good video games, to be fair. But the point I'm trying to get at is, I'm on the lower end of nerds in terms of who actually is impacted by Stan Lee. Uh, but obviously, even even me, outsiders, understand the impact he had on the entire film and comic book industry in the past, I don't know, however many years, however many decades. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it's very important. And, uh, and real quick, I mean, sometimes Marvel and DC fans, like, they have this weird war against each other, like this... And it's not a lot of them. It's a min- minority of them. Um, and some and some people like to playfully dig at Marvel or dig at DC. Um, the thing that I remember is that Bob Kane, the creator of Batman, co-creator of Batman, sorry, Bill Finger also uh, created Batman, was best friends with Stan Lee. Like, they were legit best friends. I think one of them was the best man at the other's wedding. Um, when Bob Kane came talking about Batman... And uh, and Bob Kane was like, Spider Man will never be bigger than Batman. <laughs> like Spider Man will never be big. <laughs> did he present the and, same uh, scenario we did? Like, what if it's outside a city? How's it gonna help anything? Maybe. Um, and then Bob Kane died, of course. And then Sp- uh, Stanley was like, ah, I only wish he would have lived long enough to see Spider Man come out in theaters and and beat all these bots off his of Batman. <laughs> The, that one but, scene, uh, you called it right after you saw Homecoming in theaters. I, don't, I think it must have been on opening night because I think we talked about it on a Friday. 
and you're like, Sean, there's yeah. one scene in there that's like all of your feelings wrapped up about Spider-Man in one scene, and it just kind of rectifies all of Spider-Man. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so I'll watch it. And then a few days later, I cheated, and I streamed it online, and I saw that scene. I was like, all right, you win, Spider-Man. You win this round. <laughs> Great scene. I could probably spoil it, but I won't. It's it's probably past spoiler time. But anyway, uh, Stanley's <laughs> passing. Literally the entire world was very sad to see him go, but obviously he'd had a pretty good life up to this point. So yeah. with that, uh, Chris, question, mellow to a California team. No. This is very important to me. Any of them, sure, not, the, you, not specifically yours, just any the of Kings, them. The Kings, fine. I, that was my first thought, Let mellow to, to the... the Kings. Kings, not afraid to spend money <laughs> on veterans. Not afraid to spend money on veterans. Semi-competitive this year. He, Could use some playmaking. He Could would, use some mid-range shot. This year, yeah, he wouldn't come off the bench. No, he would probably um, start and fit in. He'll okay there. Yeah, he'll probably be the second best player. Uh, I'll give him third. I'll give him third. But the point is that he would be a yeah. very strong fit uh, for that team. And I honestly thought maybe the Clippers too, but I think their organization is a little too uh, well put together to try to introduce Melo. I think <laughs> Kings would maybe take a chance on that before they did. Anyway, I could. We had to talk yeah. about. It. I couldn't help it. Uh, Maybe he'll go to the Lakers and destroy your favorite locker room. I don't no. know. Probably no, not. Let's not do Probably that. not. <laughs> Chris, any cleanup from last week's episode, which was uh, the storm? Um, I meant to look up at it. Oh, Zuko's mom definitely was in a flashback um, of that oh, little, yeah. like, going back and forth thing. And then I forgot to look up something else. But yeah, that's the only thing I got. Um, I gotta be honest, I took out one of your sneezes, so I kind of listen to these things at work, and then I do some of the editing on YouTube. Uh, YouTube lets you cut oh, out minor okay. things. So I caught I caught one or two of your sneezes and coughs and got rid of them, but I know there was a third one in there somewhere, and I must have just like not been paying attention when it happened. So somewhere in there, there's a lingering sneeze. Say, I, I watched it pretty soon after you posted it, and I noticed like you, there was some coughs left in there. I didn't. Right, I never gonna try to get them all uh, from time consumption yeah. standpoint. There was a whole segment where I try to cover up the microphone, and it wore to no avail. Uh, that one should be gone. The one where you covered up, okay. and then I made fun of you, and I said, "I think yes. you did way more." I could swear I cut that one. That out. was in there when I, but I, I did watch it immediately after you posted. So I don't mm. know when you updated it. Maybe that's but... the missing cough. Maybe I thought I cut it out, but I was just laughing, and then I didn't actually do the <laughs> editing. That could be it. Anyway. It was a pretty good episode in every respect, and it was a good talk. One of our better discussions so far, I think. No other cleanup, I don't think. It was a pretty solid episode. No. So that brings me to the synopsis. We are, to the best of my knowledge, we're still in Earth Kingdom. Uh, we just we just left that town where um, they essentially... Sokka got a job on a fishing boat, and then mm. there was a horrible storm, and then we had these flashbacks from Aang and Suko, And so it was a very short amount of passage of time i guess feels like a long time very short passage of time but we're still just in the uh in the earth nation i gotta be honest i'm not real sure where i don't know what our proximity is to bossing no, say or anything know. like that but i think we're getting closer to if i might if memory serves me right i think we're getting closer to that point uh right now we are just holed up in an abandoned i don't know an abandoned building of some type where Sokka um, and it's Kata- like some it's kind of like a, it's a whole village that's been abandoned abandoned um because there's 
because there's a lot around there. there's a lot of statues a lot of homes there's right. bedroom old statues stuff outside and inside like yeah, yeah. okay a, com- a community of some type and basically we are here yeah, i don't think anyone lives there though yeah abandoned and uh we're here because Sokka got sick from being out in the storm that whole time and then Katara's getting sick as well so Angus got to go find a cure while they hang out and rest and that was my brilliant synopsis that brings us to our current episode the blue spirit i'm just going to put all these yeah it starts off with uh okay starts off with uh commander Zhao, um looking at the yujan archers which are an elite group of um archers in the fire nation who are so good they can pin a fly to a tree like 30 yards away without killing it. And he wants them to uh, to help him catch the avatar. And the guy who's like in, in control of him is like, nah, you don't get him. And then they get this message saying that Admiral Shout, that Commander Shout has been promoted to Admiral. And then I do like the line that he says, like, my request is now command. And the dude is like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, that guy gets uh, he gets a, a raven or whatever combination yeah. of two flying animals it is. Um, he gets raven, and then he's reading it. And I was like, if I was that guy, I'd just like tear it up real quick and throw <laughs> yeah, it away. Like, <laughs> so then what do you have like, there? What was that? Nothing. Just stuff it in your mouth real quick. <laughs> Mostly because I hate Zhao, but yeah, it's kind of a cool line where he's just like that. That request is now a command, yeah. and. Yeah, that's kind of who Zhao is. And, like, other people are learning of his promotion before him. Like, is that how they do promotions in the Fire Nation? Do you just send ravens out to everywhere that Zhao might be and <laughs> uh, hope that he gets that letter? <laughs> oh, and one thing I do love about that scene real quick is that, um, like, some people in the Fire Nation think that capturing the Avatar is some, like, folktale. Like, people don't care about it. I mean, he says, like, I'm trying to fight a real war here. Like, you're just off chasing fairy tales or whatever he says. Um, but then, you know, him getting promoted shows that, oh, the Fire Nation priorities have shifted their focus onto uh, finding Avatar, hence why Zhao got promoted. Yeah, I mean, not everybody has seen <clears throat> the same proof that Zhao has seen yet, or that Zhao or Suko have seen yet. So they just, they're working yeah. off hearsay. So I yes, get it. Yeah. And then I kind of already mentioned everyone getting sick just from being out in the storm. So then this... Uh, abandoned village while Aang goes out to try to find a cure from a healer down in the valley. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all with that so far. So then uh, Zhao, <laughs> Iro and Zuko learn about Zhao's promotion and Iro says, oh, good for him. <laughs> Something along those lines. Just love uncle iro maybe they're um, interested in an exciting game of pie show or something when the yeah, ships pull up is, together yeah which he is playing pie show which if you look at it he is using the white lotus tile right there like they've dropped white lotus things all over this place and he and is hustling I'm, actually some i'm just noobs. not picking up that one he is hustling yeah. some noobs also what a jerk iro trying yeah. to con people yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's a master of like the secret society dedicated to this one piece <laughs> that he uses it to make it look like he don't even know how to play like oh i use the white lotus he could probably be me yeah yeah <laughs> um one thing i do like about that scene that carries over from the previous episode of the storm is that um zuko's zuko's underlings are now they seem to be um more more uh more with him on caption avatar like he is like talking with him the 
the guy who had confrontation with Zuko in, in the storm, it's like, oh, we had here, the Avatar is here, the Avatar is here, uh, maybe we had here. Like, he is taking a more proactive approach because he gets why Zuko wants to find the Avatar now. So it's like, chemistry. hey, they're on the same page. That is, that's good chemistry uh, on that ship. It's not the kind of ship I would want to bring Mello on board with. It's good, good chemistry <laughs> right now. Uh, yes, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, so so then Aang has to leave to uh, up to a village that he knows there might be or a hill that he knows there might be like a cure or something for them being sick <laughs> and Katara needs like water because both her and Saga are, are sick and she continues to ask Momo to bring her things like and Momo brings her this whole laundry list of stuff <laughs> like by the end, Pretty it's sure. amazing. It keeps cutting back to this, and there's just a bigger pile of stuff each time. Yes. And by the like, end... she's He's brought her a crown. Um, the funniest thing was like one of the first things. He brought her a dead rat. <laughs> like, so I'm just close. imagining Momo... I'm just imagining Momo, like, scavenging throughout, like, oh yeah, this is what she needs. This gotta be it. Dead rat. That that last one when Momo comes back and she's just like slouched in her crowns kind of casually askew on her head and she's like, no! Oh, that's great. And I know we kind of jumped ahead but not in anything pivotal there. So, uh, great, great side story there. Good work, Momo. You're trying your best, buddy. Um, And then, uh, so Aang, he has to go, he has to go on foot there because if there's a storm he might get you know shot by lightning and uh and one thing we do notice which i'm going to consider this a sub bending is that uh airbenders can run at like the speed of something i don't know exactly what the speed is it looks like the speed of know, 30 miles 40 <laughs> miles per hour or something like that it's a very impressive speed yeah no he is like he legit looks fast i, mean, I feel like he doesn't use it all that often he uses it fairly enough that they didn't just like have this one time he did it he does it again but he doesn't i guess he doesn't have to run long distances like to me ang is fast and in long stretches rather than like lightning quick like it's not like the flash the oh, that's, not, that's a bad comparison because the flash is <laughs> both Really quick and really fast. Flash is going to win that race, of course. Of course, we're not trying to bash you. Uh, It's the first Um, time. I think it's the first time that we've seen it in this fashion. We see him do it more later on, and there's other things that give you the impression that he has a sort of super agility (laughs) that's aided by aided by bending. But I think this first time we see him just kind of straight line speeding it. Yeah. Uh, And then. Yeah, so then he gets to the the herbalist, which old people recently have just like episode after episode <laughs> have been having these standout performances, crushing it. Old people killing it. Yeah. Like Aang rushes to this place, and she's she looks like she is in in a rush. To, like she knows like he's in a rush, mm-hmm. and she's working up, staring up this like medicine or something. Then. And grabs it. She's like, "No, that's food for my cat." And then, <laughs> and it's then, like because yeah, Ang tries to take it. It's like lavender or something. I was like, "A cat? Is your cat a vegetarian?" Because yeah. I know a lot of cats, and ain't none of them vegans. 
That's for sure. No, they they are legit carnivores. They are they carnivores. Are hunters. <laughs> they will eat you alive if it if it catches their fancy. But uh, sorry, I'm I'm a dog person. What can I say? Fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then uh, then she tells him what he needs to do. He needs to go get some frogs. And he's like some frozen frogs from the swamp. Like, what do I do with those? What do, what do they suck on them? Of course. What You're else crazy, would you do? You? Yeah. Then he goes like, you crazy, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. Old, old, old people are funny. But make crazy sure make sure you do it before they thaw out or they're totally useless. Like, Yes. <sighs> Which that does build in, like, you know, in movies, there's sort of a, sometimes there's this, especially in third act, there's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> and it's like, we have to do this before this happens. And so... Ang has that in this case. Like he needs to get back to his friends in time because they have to suck on these frozen frogs. So it's a nice, like it's it's a nice ticking time bomb that isn't necessarily like a bomb, like a literal bomb that happens in most movies. I think the frozen tree, uh, the frozen frogs raise more questions and answers. How would they get <laughs> frozen? Are they still alive? Is it on purpose? Do they mean to get frozen? Why is the water so just... cold when Ang catches them? They're in the middle of Earth Kingdom. It should be fine. I think they just, I mean, we're, we're in fall right now. We're heading into winter. Um, like, heading into winter. No, I, we're in I'm winter not sure now. seasonally what time we're at. I think we're kind of in winter right now. Although the seasons probably work completely differently than our world. It's true. We shouldn't um, have to uh, confine the Avatar seasons to our own schedule. I just, I he's like reaching down and he's pulling we're definitely... these frozen, he's pulling these frozen frogs out of like the mud yeah. and stuff. I'm like, the water is always warmer down there below, like when is it, it gets cold outside. Something wrong with that, these frogs. So. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> these frogs, they got problems. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm... while he's looking, while he's looking for the frogs, he gets attacked by uh, these archers. And I love this scene visually. Oh, it's uh, One great. thing this whole episode, like, this whole episode tonally is looks like someone just put a giant shadow over it, and things somehow became a little crispier. Um, Spoiler alert: We both liked this episode's uh, mm-hmm. look and feel quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and yeah, when the wind is blowing, like Ang's shirt's blowing the wind, the grass is blowing. It just it looks it looks amazing. It looks great. Um, and then he gets attacked by the archers, <laughs> and Ang. And they all throw, they're all shooting their arrows at him, and he just like uses airbending and gets rid of him. And his first thing is like, I think you dropped this. Like, Ang is always optimistic. Very positive spin on everything. It's a great yeah. scene, though. I love the, I love how the archers pin him uh, when they do actually catch him and pin him up. And it's very, very detailed. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great. They, they kind of pin scene. him like, they... one one arm at a time. Uh huh. Yeah. So they um. Uh, they uh. So the chase down the mountain, everything that was done great, and like you can see, like wow, these archers who aren't benders at all are keeping up with Aang, who's an airbender, who's like the most agile person literally on the planet, and uh. <laughs> and yeah, and they pin him to. They first, um, Aang shoots up some ice, and like the arrow just goes. <laughs> And then just, like, for them to work in unison, uh, to just have one arrow after the other, after the other, after the other, 
and then finally break them in a capture. And that was just a great chase scene. It's like when you throw up that shield in Smash Bros, but you're playing seven-player brawl, and there's just like four or five guys that just beat the shield out of you right away, <laughs> just in perfect unison. That's he's got well, that ice. I don't need the shield. Sean. Brace it. <laughs> That's what you think, Chris Ford. Um, it, that's what it reminded me of. Is like you get up that shield, and as soon as you throw it up, it's just and then it's gone. And then I felt real bad for him. But anyways, uh, and so yeah. So then uh, Ang gets captured. Yeah. Again, what are we on? Like time two, at least, if not three, I kind of forget. He gets captured a few times. Again, cool visual imagery. Yeah, and great it's not like a uh i mean obviously it's very red but i think there's more detail in in this particular fire nation ship at this point um it feels more uh i don't know deeper more textured maybe than it has in the past at least it stood yeah. out to me yeah and they're not yeah and they're not in the ship they're in like some type of fire nation stronghold like oh fort. yeah 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 that's right. It, yeah, it's the, it's the fort where the archers are, are, are being trained, whatever that one is called. I don't know if they ever say a name. Mm, yeah, I don't know what the fort's called. but Stronghold. That's good. We'll call it a stronghold. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing I do love about that scene with Aang being captured is that this is our first time with Aang and Zhao meeting each other. Um, and we, you know, we've seen Zhao like, be antagonistic, but mostly towards Zuko. Now, Aang... Is meaning Zhao like the enemy of my enemy? You know that. But that he's not your friend. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Um, and Zhao's really cutting deep here. Like he he says, like, you know, do you know about your own past people and how they, you know, they died and and everything and and, uh, and, he, and then he says, like, well, don't worry, we're not gonna kill you because if we did that, you'll just be born to that cycle then we have to start our search all over again um and Zhao's was a, a, really a jerk in that like in there's these comic books where um Zhao actually captures Aang again Aang <laughs> um, used after the wheels this. man we've seen him get away but dude this this one's actually worse like well it's not worse it's it's more um it's more heartbreaking I think because Zhao uses like like he, they, the Fire Nation plants people to say that there's airbenders here and airbenders here and and there and like other airbenders would go search for them, but then it'll be a trap and they will kill them. That's a jerk move. And so, yeah, so Aang fell into that trap. Like he got trapped by Zhao, and then um, it was just it was just really sad. Like at the, at the end of it, he gets away and everything, and Katara says like, "Oh, I'm sure that." Like he he also gets he goes he goes off on this mission by himself or he goes off by himself, and uh, Katara says like oh I'm sure like other airbenders would have thought this would have attracted other other airbenders would have came here, and then Aang, like Sally says yeah some actually did, <laughs> knowing that like it was a dark kind of a dark comic that which I wish they would have shown into a into a movie, but it would have been maybe a little repetitive not a movie but a, an episode. Too uh, too heavy for the show. Too deep. Yeah. Uh, seriously, yeah, that's harsh, man. Uh, so yeah, so now uh, Blue Spirit comes in, and we saw Blue Spirit earlier, which we forgot to mention when uh, Commander Zhao was being promoted to Admiral. He was just looking over, and right now we don't know who the Blue Spirit is. 
um, but he comes in kind of ominous like and, and he I think they do a good job of out. not giving not really giving any any hints in particular like to this point you might have a guess but I... yeah like you've seen there's no real hints you've seen there. everybody yeah yeah there's yeah there's no hints so that's good I like that uh, <laughs> yeah so pretty much like a whole freaking fight ensues <laughs> a very long it feels like it's a four minutes um at least uh, where ang and the blue spirit are just working together to escape and four minutes of this awesome. scene is, they're fighting together they're coordinating yeah. they uh well sometimes are coordinating other times they are uh hostage <laughs> <laughs> yes um ang is using ladders to move from one place to another um it's 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 real it's a really just great action scene. It's like a video um, game. There's one like he's leaping from one ladder that's falling over onto another ladder that's falling the opposite direction yeah. and pushing that forward. It it's a and lot of fun. So in my in my uh casting video for Avatar Last Airbender on Netflix, I said that I want Jackie Chan as Uncle Iroh for two things. One thing he'll be a great Uncle Iroh. Um and also he knows martial arts, like he's an expert. But not only that, but he does choreography and he directs movies. And the way Jackie Chan directs things is like he uses objects all around, he uses them in such a creative manner that I think he would be a good fit to direct like this little portion, at least of this episode, because um, he's he's really creative and the and you know the way Aang and Zuko escapes from here is you know really creative. Like Aang uses he freaking makes like a helicopter with a stick he uses his ladders um uses pretty much everything to his disposal this is the scene that you pitched to jackie chan yes yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah and then if i ever see jackie chan <laughs> toss him this one be like hey you need to choreograph this in the movie that i'm gonna fund it's gonna happen it's gonna be huge gonna be huge uh yeah. it does and it ends <laughs> Uh, pretty dramatically too, I would say. So the blue spirit, eventually mm-hmm. they kind of got the blue spirit name cornered, and then uh, Xiao mentions something about taking the avatar alive, and then the blue spirit takes him hostage, and Xiao decides <laughs> not to risk it and lets him, uh, lets him back away. Yeah, he has a uh, one of the archers shoot him down when he has a clear shot, and uh, I do love that sound of like the freaking arrow. Just getting hit up up against his mask, and like it makes like a freaking church bell sound on those. And with the, yeah, with the arrow, there's you know, like you said, the and just and it's not. I mean, when we whistle, it makes it sound comical. It's not comical at all. It's very. It feels. It's a very natural, yeah. gratifying sound. It's the kind of sound you can just listen to over and over again. Very good sound yeah. effects in the whole in the whole episode. I'm raving. And, uh, yeah, that knocks him out cold, but then Aang has a chance to see who he's dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he sees it's Zuko, which... Right. Oh, well, all I... right. There it is. Woo! There's no, the sorry. <laughs> I had it all ready. No, it's cool. Well, that's kind of how it is. So when the show, you... too, you're not really ready. Uh, you're not really ready for it when it happens. Then you see the side, like, the, the side of the scar mm-hmm. underneath the mask. You're like, oh, that makes sense. I don't... I watched this such a long time ago 
that I don't remember being surprised by this. Do you do you know if you're surprised? I do remember being surprised. Uh, I watched so this first nice. the first whole book I watched in very rapid succession with very little background. So um, uh, so in that sense, it did take me off guard. I didn't probably didn't invest a whole lot of thought or anything to it yet. And then I don't know. I think it took me by surprise. It took me a little unprepared. Not the other people in the room with me because they had both seen it before, so they were kind of teasing me for it. But yeah, I think the first time oh, caught me nice. at least a little off guard. A little. I'll give it that. And then, um, but yeah, it is Zuko. And Aang heals him up, and it's kind of cute there. Not heals him up. Aang uh, drags him to safety, essentially, and stays mm. with him until he kind of comes to. And you can tell Aang's having a real deep conversation with himself. <laughs> Up there in the tree, yeah. Uh, about it's f- f- old losing all of his old friends, and it's very sad. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, he says like I think he missed most. Of the, he used to visit the Fire Nation. Has friend Kuzan. They were best friends, and uh, and he Angus Ang is so optimistic. Like he's so hopeful. Like he says, like, do you think we lived in a different time? We would be best friends. But that's the part that gets me is that it's realistic. He says if we lived in a different... He's not trying to win Zuko over right now. He understands circumstance. He uh-huh. uh, He's not being stupid about it, I guess. Like, it might be kind of naive, but I think it's... I don't know. I think it's very deep the way he asked it. Like, he was aware enough to say, in a different time, in a world that wasn't yeah. at war, would we be friends? Maybe not, because mm-hmm. Zuko's kind of grumpy. But, you know, other than that... <laughs> No, it's it's a great scene, and Zuko doesn't respond immediately. Like, there's some little bit of time that passes. There is, because um, I think he deliberate. Maybe he even thinks about it. A deliberate pause. Yeah, and and when this happened, I think I was expecting him to say, like something sly or something, like maybe, but no. And then he firebends at him, but he says nothing, and it's more so firebending like, we're done here, like. I did what I had to do. Right, it doesn't really feel like a Type lethal shot. It's like, all right, we're not going to talk about so, this yeah. ever again. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, I did ever. this because Zhao is a monster, <laughs> and that's it. Well, and for still selfish reasons, right? If Zhao captures the Avatar, no, then Zuko yeah. never gets to go home. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't oh, feel like I a uh, to mention like a mortal mention... firebending shot. Yeah, I forgot to mention one scene which I loved is like. Um, Zhao's Zuko's talking to Iroh and I was like you can still capture him before Zhao does and he's like how uncle like he, he sincerely is like he feels a little bit of of uh, sadness at this point it's like how am I going to do this like I just kind of overwhelmed want my honor back I want my country back I want my you know life back and then so you, you know come to find out what what means is Zuko willing to go to? Like he's not doing this because he really believes, and he's not doing this because he hates Aang or he wants to kill him or something. He just wants to do this because he literally just wants his life back. There's like uh, I'm telling you, it's like an overused. You, you you feel an overwhelmed child looking at a parent or a father figure in this case, and you kind of feel for him for the second ish time, maybe second or third time you feel for Zuko. It's a pretty touching scene. 
Yeah, I don't really yeah, remember. It's the it's second time. Pretty pretty early. It's pretty early in the episode because it's when he finds out that Zhao has all these yeah. new resources uh, with which yeah. to chase the Avatar. And I think there was some great stuff done with just the subtleness and the animation with with Zuko's eyes. And oftentimes, I think there's a lot of great animation done with Zuko's eyes, um, which is weird weird thing to say. <laughs> it's a weird thing to to focus on. Yeah, why don't you just call out a scar to, like to his face, Chris? Rub it in a little more. <laughs> Well, I mean, both his <laughs> eyes, because, <laughs> um, but, uh, it, I don't know, it just has, like, a bit of, like, of just, like, loneliness and, and despair. He doesn't almost. show emotion in a lot of ways, but when it comes through, it comes through in the animations of his eyes. Yeah. At least Which I, I'll, I will highlight the other times that his eyes are, you know, are big. Uh, points for me oh and you're gonna with that one if you're thinking the same one i am you're gonna incite some uh some fans and some fan theories trying to remember if is that the one i'm thinking of maybe well you'll have to keep watching find Mm -hmm. out um (laughs) but if i if we're thinking the same one it's gonna incite some fan theories we're gonna encourage and inspire but uh all disappointments aside this episode has a very happy ending uh because ang and suko are both safe and ang does find some frozen tree frogs and he gets back and shoves them into katara and sokka's mouths and they're healed like instantly which yes, yeah another question about this homeopathic remedy but uh whatever <laughs> i'll let the frogs pass because i like the rest of the episode now and i think that's all that happens i think they suck on the frogs and all is well yeah that's it and so uh chris real quick before we moved into our ratings uh i've done some like kind of commercial ish things in here um and it's okay but i just keep running into things that i want i thought well that's silly we should go (laughs) to things that you already have because you have a treasure trove of avatar merch so we another merch yeah and so this was the first piece that we thought we would show off yeah uh this is honestly my favorite statue this is my favorite toy um, this is one that sometimes I eyeball statues for like a year or, or months, <laughs> and I just and one not, day not I in your house when, when you're looking just... to buy them. Not you don't just sit in your house yes. for a month, like just mm, that's a good statue. Mm, no, in your when, uh, but, uh, looking to purchase. Yeah, and then I, it's it was it's usually around a hundred and twenty dollars. Um, I think the regular retail is 150 and right now on amazon you can get it for 120 dollars. i think there's one left so hurry up um <laughs> these are limited edition with two other beings and very little rooms so i'll have to pass for now but it does look very nice <laughs> the thing is this is a limited edition statue there are only 750 in the world i have 697 <laughs> see you got it towards the end it's when they got real nice. good when they got real good at carving it up, that's when you got yeah. yours. So it's it's pristine. It is. This is my most fragile statue. Also, what's it? It made is of? made of porcelain. No kidding. Uh, porcelain. Yeah. For just I a only minute, have, I like, thought it looked like uh, I thought it looked kind of like like a soapstone almost. I mean, it's probably too blue for that, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, kind of what it reminded no, me of. Kind of does. Uh, yeah. So also, the statue is from Legend of Korra. I feel like this Aang is like probably twenty something years old. Like it's before he has a beard, but he looks fairly 
tall, maybe seventeen. This is I'm gonna a, go with it's pre dad Aang. That's definitely. for sure. Yeah. I mean he doesn't have a beard yet. I'm definitely gonna go with probably when they founded Republic City, so probably about when he's fifteen years old. And that is where the statue yeah. is located, is the statue in yes. Republic City. Yes. Yeah, Which uh, Aang and Zuko founded. Excellent. Um but that is like my it's my favorite statue. I, I, I bought it for like ninety something dollars. When it came in, my wife was like, "What is that?" I'm like, it's a statue. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, don't about worry. It. Um, it's I tried none not, of your I damn business. Get, like, that's what it is. <laughs> I tried to get PVC statues, which is like more like a plastic. Yeah. Because they don't break. Like I have a core statue that's plastic. Safer, cheaper. Um, but like all these Justice League statues are porcelain, and then I have one Batman statue that is porcelain, and that one broke. I had to. It was fine that one broke, the Batman one, because I bought it broke anyway for like nineteen dollars and it was a regular hundred and something dollars. Um but that one fell because I like threw it. Anyway, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Had to glue it back. But I hopefully this one never breaks. Well, it's gonna uh, be really it's like protected it. up there on the shelf by uh, by Appa and Cora, so it'll probably be fine. Yeah. And uh yeah, nice. Well and that that was way more interesting to me than finding random toys off the internet that I want to purchase. So thank you for sharing your goodies before we go on to our ratings. All right. Ratings. Audiovisual gave this a nine. I thought, like, well, like we've been through before, um, the chase scene was done so well. The action in this episode was done particularly well, even though there wasn't all that much bending in it. Um, just shows what type of range that the creators and the animators can deal with. Like they don't need to show off with, with fancy powers and stuff. Like just people being BAs is, is good enough. Yeah. Um, and then that that scene with the when they're capturing him, like the wind and stuff. For some reason, I just love that scene. And so I gave it a nine. Um, story, I almost gave story a seven and a half <sighs> because you can. Harsh. <laughs> the thing is, you could take this episode away, and. It would not change. It would change much. Admiral Zhao's career trajectory, Chris. I guess so. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Don't take that away from um, him. <laughs> but the thing I love most about this episode that increased the story aspect was it was learning what means Zuko was willing to go to to still try and get his honor back. Like he was willing to let Aang go so he can capture himself. And then that scene before I spoke about when he's just like how am I going to do this uncle? Like, I, I just want my honor back. I want my country back. Like just my, my heir, my heir to the throne back. Like I just loved all that aspect of it. Um, Aang's side, I did like him being very melancholy at the end. Um, but he, he doesn't necessarily, this part of the story doesn't necessarily inform Aang all that much. It, it does a lot to inform Zuko. And of course, Katara and, and Sokka's had nothing to do for, like, the past few episodes. They have been pretty quiet, but, uh, you know, that's all right. Yeah. It's going to happen from time yeah, to time. Okay. And then Memorable, I gave an eight. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is a very memorable episode, but like I said, I don't I don't remember the first time I watched it, necessarily. Um, and story-wise, like, I don't... If I, if I happen... I won't, I won't feel like I'm out of the loop, if, if I didn't pay attention 
when I'm watching this. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I have to pay attention to this episode as much. I have to pay attention to other episodes. Like, there's other moments, other episodes where I just like, I'm just focused in on that moment. And this episode doesn't really have that, but it's still a great memorable episode. So, given eight, and that gives me to eight point four. That's a good so episode. Really liked it. Yeah, that's a very solid no, score. And uh, we were pretty close on this one in every respect. Uh, audiovisual eight point five. I thought about giving it a nine even because there's lots of uh, mm. there's lots of subtle musical undertones in yes, this one that we don't always that. get. Yeah, lots of. Uh, we've already talked a ton about the animation, the scenes that aren't necessarily even the scene, the escape scene. Like it's not a fight scene. It's a it's a chase. It's an escape. And there's not a ton of crazy bending, but there's so much other stuff going on. So it just I probably should have given it higher, but. Great audiovisual uh, episode. Story, I went eight and a half. This one I was pretty set there. Eight, eight and a half. Kind of for the same reasons that you were. It is a very good standalone piece of storytelling. Like if I wanted to show somebody else, hey, this is what Avatar is all about. Uh, you probably couldn't pull this one out because you'd really confuse him with the whole Suko thing. But it just is a good, it's a very <laughs> interesting standalone story. And then I also think it it pushes for maybe for me even more than the last episode i think it pushes forward uh, the character development or at least how you view suko and and jao and iro and this internal conflict within the fire nation and that's the part where i think it does drive forward and uh, drive home some larger plot points so not an amazing story but still a very good story and then i do remember this one but i remember being a little surprised i'm trying to think of if we if we like maybe cut off our evening, like if we'd watched, we might have binged all 13 of these first episodes together. And this might have been like the cutoff where it's like, whoa, Zuko's a blue spirit. This is too much for me. I got to cut it off and go to bed. <laughs> it could have been a case like that. It honestly could have been. Uh, it was in college. And at the time, I was an RA, so I didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, you know how that works. And then, I do. <laughs> and so, and I was we watching watch Avatar. Yeah. You're stuck inside. You got to watch Avatar. And so uh, I was watching with other RAs. And like I said, we binged this first section really quickly, uh, this first whole uh, chunk. And this is one of one of two or three that just always kind of sticks out in my mind. And I think it's probably because I was caught a little off guard because I did finally, between this episode and the last one, I started feeling, feeling positivity for Zuko and things like that. That brings me out to an 8.7. And I'm going to go ahead and say ahead of time, that I did not change the next slide. I don't know why, but our average score is actually <laughs> an 8.5, which uh, is a very good average score. Chris, yeah. if you want to find out uh, how high that ranks in our average score is 8.5, you should keep watching this podcast that you're part of making because someday we're going to do a video. Maybe at the end of the first season, yeah, we'll, do, we'll do a couple of first also, season. Also, what I want to do at the end of the first season is that I want to have an actual review of the last airbender like i feel like i need the movie. I feel like as the yes are you gonna make like you watch it? the objective geek yeah shit okay <laughs> <laughs> okay fine fine that's all right i think like i don't, I don't want to spend too much time on it but i feel like for therapy wise like i need to come to terms with this for me to move on, one thing with M.I. Shyamalan and also the Netflix show, I need to fully give my thoughts and and be realistic and be objective about it, about this movie. So uh, maybe we can also do that. 
you know what? I think uh, I think I will actually be moderately helpful in the fact that I'm probably one of the few Avatar fans who has not seen it. I know it's bad, so that's tough because you you're be. going in with preconceived yeah, notions. It'll, it'll be. Uh, that, yeah, that's why I also but I will, watch. But I will try to. I will try really hard to to cleanse my mind. I, I love Harry Potter, and I just told you that I didn't like a Harry Potter movie as much. I'd like to think I can step into that clear-minded realm, and uh, <laughs> and review that. That would be fun. But long story short, this one at eight point five. Honestly, is... fun. It's honestly there's some bad things. In it. <laughs> it's... That's believable. That's very believable. And. Uh... Uh, don't even get me started on some of the bad stuff I saw, even in the previews of upcoming movies. Ugh, what a terrible slate. Anyways, the 8.5 for this one does rank very highly, and we were very close in our scores, obviously. So, uh, yeah, very good episode overall. I don't want to spend too much time wrapping up because I think we're running over time here, and I don't want to keep you from getting to uh, getting to the movies. Got got reviews to put out, other movies to see, other reviews to make. And but overall, it's a great episode. We both liked it. I think both of us would happily. I said it probably wouldn't be a great first episode to like share with somebody as their first episode of Avatar because uh, the Zuko thing would be very confusing. Uh, you, but it is a very you good to, standalone episode. Yeah, you you have to know where Zuko started off at. I think, to or you at least it. have to know where Zuko started off in like the first couple episodes where he's just a jerk. You gotta hate him for like ten episodes before you can really appreciate yes. this one. I yes, think that's yeah. fair. But uh, it, it stands alone, probably not just for us, too. I think a lot of people really enjoy this episode. So, Chris, I won't keep you any longer. Uh, a lot of fun, as always. Enjoy enjoy the movie. And I look forward to seeing a review in the near future. All right. I will talk to you later. Have a good one.